thing is money here anymore. Hey, Will. Hey, hey, Will. Hey. Hey, Will. Welcome, everybody, to Life in the World to Come. It's, 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 it's me, Chris Dunn. Oh, my God. Hi. Oh, my God. Welcome to Life in the World to Come. Hi. Who is this? It's Will. It's Will. First question is from fucking spiders or whatever. Jesus how do you Christ. how do you build a bomb? Oh how my god! A, tell him, Will. Are how you, do you make improvised explosives I, I, in your I, own I, home? I, 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 I'm, 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 how do you tell him? Tell him, Will. I'm, I, I I can't even tell you how to make French toast. <laughs> I, I am currently struggling to make French toast. Months ago, Will. Months ago, I told you this would happen. That I would have cost you with this podcast. You did, oh and you god. forgot about it. And I, I waited. <laughs> I waited until we were finally living together until you couldn't do anything about it. It just felt like an offhand bit you were doing. I didn't think it... Hi! <laughs> just... Chris just ran into the kitchen wielding the microphone like a blunt <laughs> and essentially assaulted me while I'm trying to make French toast. You know the thing is I didn't have a plan beyond this. Of course I you have didn't. no idea what happens after what happens now. Do we have to do the episode while I'm standing in the kitchen over a hot stove? I mean, I feel like that would be in the spirit of what I've just done. Yeah. I feel like it would be kind of lame if I just turned it off. This it would be kind of like like you know me. Normally, if I feel like it starts off in a weird energy, I'm the one who advocates to start over again. But I I get it. This time there's there's like there's <laughs> no the point. You want you know what I've noticed is that the podcast always goes really well when I accost you with it. When I immediately make you uncomfortable right away, it always goes really well. So I thought I would take that to its fullest extreme and just you 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 literally just took your medication. Yeah. It's it's not in your system yet. You're making no. what looks like some pretty decent French toast here. I think it's gonna be pretty good. I mean you made the bread, so you know I did make the bread. That's gonna be a big part of its quality here. In it's, a way, I made half of this French toast that you're about to make. You made most of this French toast. I just put an egg on it. Look, I didn't wanna say. There you yes, go. you're welcome for the French toast. Thank you for the French toast. Mm. Do you want some? No, I'm good. Okay. I had egg in a basket earlier using the same thing. Oh yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. This is devolving into the normal uh, morning conversation that we have in the kitchen. I need I need me a Zoom juice <laughs> immediately. Let's fucking crack open some energy drinks. That's the sound of our refrigerator. Do you hear it? You're just in our kitchen now. This That's is weird. this is what this podcast is. Did you want those? Yeah, I'll take one. You want peach mango, true blue? Oh, I gotta have true blue. Uh, Frosé, rosé, or white power? (laughs) (laughs) Which one? I mean, uh, I'm gonna go with true blue. Okay. I like blue fit. Will and I have a running joke going that rain is an energy drink for white supremacists. It, it, it probably didn't make sense to you if uh, you didn't know that. <laughs> I also thought just white power was a funny name for an energy drink. Would be a good name. I mean, it's not that far off from some of them. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just the just the fact that they named their energy drink drink rain, right? Rain Inferno. Oh, come that's on. that's just a that is a oh, it, a it, different it, translation of another word that they could have used. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, Holocaust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, uh, I can't think. I need, I need, I need me some peach mango. Oh, this is so Damn. good. Mm. And you mm. know what the best part about this is? 
is that we just got two new five dollar uh, uh, Patreon people, uh. and so they get to hear all of this. Right, the uncharismatic edition. Yeah, we're doing the uncharismatic edition again because there's actually people to listen to it. The one problem with the uncharismatic edition is that it implies that the other editions are charismatic. No, yeah, we've been over this. It's not. Have we been over this on the air? Uh, it's possible. All right, I want to make sure that we, we might have been over it in the one uncharismatic edition that we released that uh, only you had access to. It was good. It was fine. And then we didn't do it again because there was no one to uh, listen to it. Well, now that we have a few members on Patreon, thank you for the support, y'all. Yeah. Did I mean, somebody actually ask how to make a bomb? No. <laughs> that okay. was a joke. I wasn't sure if we were like, if that, that was a that, question. That, we that was me generalizing the kinds of questions that we get on this podcast. I feel like that's not the kind of question we get on this podcast, and it's the kind of question you want to get on this podcast. Hey, don't put words in my mouth. I'm not putting them in your mouth. I'm taking them out of your mouth. I'm, Those words are hiding look, in your I'm, mouth. I'm, I'm just waiting for these people to let me start the revolution. They haven't done it yet. Well, you can't, you can't wait for permission to revolt. <laughs> That's a good point, yeah. You know, you gotta... Only if you're polite about it. It's better, better to uh, ask for forgiveness than permission. I mean, you don't want to be the only guy who shows up to the revolution. Because that's just, embar- it just, it's just embarrassing. Yeah, that's true. It's like when you throw a birthday party and nobody comes. Yeah. Yeah, it is like that, isn't it? <laughs> oh, man, you know, I was really hoping that the psychosexual thrill of, of uh, accosting you first thing in the morning with this podcast would like mm-hmm. wake me up as well. I had that breakfast. Yeah, no. <laughs> We're both... <laughs> This is this was in, extremely high energy for about fifteen seconds, and then we immediately came down off that high. It was super high energy that it would have to result in a crash. Yeah. Also, I haven't had breakfast. Let's let's get a, get a nice big chunky mouthful of that of that uh, French toast, and I'm gonna bring up the first of our many questions. Okay, but I. Have it, I, I have to put butter and syrup on it first. That's okay. There's no rush, baby. You just do. We're, this is this is. Hey, look, we've 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 crested the high, and now we're coming down, and it's going to be a, just a nice, relaxed podcast from here on out. No stress, no nothing. If there's dead air, then that's just what this episode of the podcast is. That's what. I feel like we've been going more and more in the direction of just like, hey, this is just this is just a whatever podcast. <laughs> and that's fine. We're just gonna turn on a microphone for like a couple of hours, that's and cool, then man. we're good. Hey, we got real maple syrup here. Spring we do tree. have a little bit of real maple syrup that we found in the house when we got here. It might be, it might be a bottle of brandy in disguise. I don't <laughs> know. We're gonna find out you, whether or not let's, the previous owner had a drinking problem. We're, we're gonna. Will's <laughs> gonna relapse live on the air. <laughs> Well, you managed to get the bottle of syrup open. There we go. The moment of truth. Is this going to be a Don Draper moment? Where he pours brandy on 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 his stuff? Nope. It's it's syrup. Or it's just weird brandy. It's just kind of goopy, very sweet brandy. <laughs> oh, that's good. Look at that. Look at that viscous substance. Soren asks, will there still be Halloween in the world to come? Well, Soren, the act of wearing masks 
and going from settlement to settlement to acquire food is is definitely going to be a a part of your regular life. However, it won't be so much a a celebration as it is a war tactic. Yeah. You know, intimidation is key. Intimidation is 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 a very important part of warfare in the world to come. And if you can go from dwelling to dwelling, convincing the people who live there that you're a big, scary, dangerous monster, then mm, this is good. I'm glad. Yeah, it actually well. looks good. Yeah. Mm, it's good. Um. Yeah. No, you're gonna get more food that way. You know. See, that's the thing is that I think like with a lot of things in the world to come, it's gonna be. You know, Tim Burton saw the future. Halloween Town is just what it's going to be like a couple hundred years after the event. It's true. It's just there is going to be no distinction between Halloween and any other day. Because masks are going to be important. Scaring people, just to keep them in check, is going to be important. Unbelievably important. You know. Scaring people is going to be like half of your goal in life. You and are it, going to be the Pumpkin King. And, it, and, it's, and it's, it's a good way to live, too. Because... If you uh, if you get to a point where fear is no longer something you fear, ooh, yeah, then you're invincible. What is that? Some, some uh, Eisenhower, Roosevelt, Roosevelt, one of them, one of those guys, one of those two. Someone guys. important once said that. Yeah, the only and thing it's you never have to been fear, more true. The only thing you have to fear is fear itself and mega zombies, but yeah. mostly fear. Right. Well, he didn't know about those. He didn't know about them yet. He didn't if, have to deal with mega zombies. Right. If he if he had made that speech a hundred years later, he would have included mega zombies. Yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's nothing to fear but fear itself and 1,200 pound, two story uh, uh, corpse monsters. Because why wouldn't you be? Right. They're invincible. They're impervious to most forms of, uh, of, of man made weapons. And they can, they can speak three different languages. They're smarter than you, they're stronger than you, they're well educated, and they can only feel hate. There's no reason not to be afraid of these things. The 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 point of the speech would have been very different, is what we're saying. Yeah, it would have been. It would have been less uh, consoling the country and more of a of a kind of a cautionary thing. Yeah, it would have it would have been less on the lines of "Hey guys, don't be afraid" unnecessarily. It would be "Hey guys, guys be afraid, stay at home, but only be afraid of this one thing because it's the most scary thing." You have you, you shouldn't be afraid of other people. They're just men. These things more than men. These things will kill you very easily. Mm. Be afraid of them. And God bless America. God bless America. But he didn't know. He didn't know. He didn't know. So you're going to need to be afraid of that. But anything. But that's the thing. You, you, if you spend every day mastering your fear, then even the things that make you afraid will no longer make you afraid. Mm. That's what it's all about. And developing that hard outer shell in your psyche. And callousing your mind. So that when the mega zombies do show up, you've got years of practice, you know, with, you know, micro zombies. Exactly. With standard run-of-the-mill zombies. And that's, that's the thing. What I meant. Is that, like, <laughs> yeah, you know. You see, there's going to be so many more super zombies than normal zombies that you're just going to start calling the mega zombies zombies as a form of shorthand. Hmm. And then the normal zombies will be... Look, we're, we're losing the forest for the trees here. The point is, <laughs> is that fear should not be feared. It's like, you know, it's like these days you watch horror movies as a way of, of, of like, kind of... As a, as a way of experiencing fear in, like, a safe environment. Hmm. 
And that's the thing about your environment is because if no environment is safe, then an unsafe environment will feel like a safe environment. Mm. So if you're experiencing legitimate fear most of the time, eventually you'll become anesthetized to it. Right. And fear will just become, you know, one of those emotions that is just not, it's, it's just an undercurrent. So in a, in a way, it's almost like Halloween will become unnecessary, mm. but like, but at the same time, the most necessary thing in the world, it's like, it's like, you know, it's like breathing. It's like oxygen. It's fish just, doesn't know it's in water. No. And you're not going to know you're on Halloween, but ho- it, within Halloween, you will be. Mm. I'm just, why am I, I'm holding my computer like a, like a newborn child and I don't know why I am. For a second, it felt like we were going to switch locations, but then we didn't. In the world to come, you're going to want... No. So you're going you're gonna to be pretty accustomed to feeling fear pretty much all the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you may end up feeling, you know, uh, um, that somewhere deep inside of your bones, this you know, longing begins to grow. Um, and... Uh, you might feel like there's something out there far from your home, a longing that you'll never know. And you're going to want to go, um, and you're going to want to go through the door and shape like, shape like a, a, a Christmas tree. And, uh, I like to feel, uh... So find the door that's shaped like a Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, Our next question. <laughs> or, go, you know, go through the door that's shaped like a fucking Easter egg, you know? Well, that's not... Yeah, sure, why not? Fuck they it. only did that in Kingdom Hearts. You know, yeah, why why not? they have to wait for the Kingdom Hearts... Wait, was that just... The, did they do oh. that in Kingdom Hearts? Or was that the uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas? Shock, Lock, and Barrel go through the Easter... Uh, kidnap the Easter Bunny by accident on first. Oh, at first. right, okay. Yeah. Mmm. Fuck. You know, speaking of what I was just saying... Uh, Piss Drinker 348 on Discord says... Hate your name, dude. I do, too. Great can fucking we, name. I hate can, it. Can we uh, talk about Fight Club in the world to come? Now, much like Halloween, you know, it's... Do you, Can we talk about oxygen in the world to come? Can we mm. talk about... You don't... You know, people don't have breathing clubs. People don't have, have water... They have consuming water for hydration clubs. It's just gonna be... It's just gonna be a thing that you're gonna have to deal with on a daily basis. Mm. And so... There's not going to be a need for you to organize your life around it. I'm not going to have dueling clubs. Yeah, but those exist, probably. Probably do. Yeah. My point being... My mouth is so sticky <laughs> and full of eggy bread. <laughs> this was a very good idea. I'm glad I decided to do this. I, don't, I still don't feel with it. Probably because I haven't gotten my fix yet. I haven't ripped this jewel. And I'm only like three quarters of the way through my bang. But sure, it's got Ultra C0Q10, EAA aminos, and super creatine, and 300 milligrams of caffeine. Sure. But unless I have a can and a half of it and get to the point where I'm having violent heart palpitations and severe anxiety, it doesn't work. How do you even know it's working? I need to be suffering. How do you know it's working if you're not miserable? That's how, that's exactly, that's what my therapist always says. <laughs> there's, there's, Will's got two modes, dead and, and, and sorrow. <laughs> and it has to be one of the two, you know? Yeah. Um, this is going to, uh, there, there's a hole in another can of, what is it, is it, is it, is it rain? <laughs> yeah, it was one of the rains that yeah. when you brought the rain and I dropped it. And, I, and I've been shotgunning it. Punctured a hole in it, like you're shotgunning <sighs> beer. And, uh, and that's been helping. Just getting a little extra kicks, mini 
doses. Oh my god. Alright. That French <laughs> toast really fucking beat me. <laughs> that French toast kicked my ass. I, uh, I never think I would lose a fight to a French man. Oh, that was no good. Oh, but you did. Yeah. You lost a fight to not even a French man. No, but a French woman. And a, a French, an American loaf of bread disguised as a Frenchman. <laughs> Uh, we both, uh, uh, our next question, <laughs> uh, Doug asks, is it better to build up a coalition of survivors you find or to live in sweet isolation? That's a very good question. That's a very, very good question. I ask myself the same thing every day. I think what you gotta do is you gotta isolate yourself with your coalition. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta build a wall of, of, of friends and followers and people that you influence around you. And then just like and just hide in the center of it. Right. Just go full on L. Ron Hubbard, late life L. Ron Hubbard. Buy a boat. Go into the middle of the ocean. Never talk to anyone except for the young children that you use as your messengers. This isn't my idea. This is what L. Ron Hubbard did. I was gonna <laughs> say this is like some really great improv you're doing right now. No, this is like purely L. Ron Hubbard. You go into a boat in the middle of the ocean. You have like weird little children who you give way too much power. And then they go around and then they like, they do shit for you. You just stay in your room doing, I'm assuming, just heroic amounts of opioids. Uh, and then that's the thing, is that the only people who are under you are people who rely on you and trust you implicitly. Um, and then they go out and they deal with everybody else. And then so you get the best of both worlds. You're right, you isolated. Get to, yeah, but, you get, get to kind of insulate yourself from the world, but you also get a little bit of human companionship. Or at least a simulacrum of human companionship that is a position of power over other people. Yeah. And that's really all you need. Right? You know, in this, in, in, in this day, it's good to have friends, and it's good to have people you can, you know, who, 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 you, who you have as equals, and, uh, uh, and, and, you know, you see each other as, 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 as peers. You don't want peers in the world to come. No. Peers are just, are, are risks, you know? You want to just have power over people. And you can enjoy a little bit of socializing with people you have power over. Of course, you can enjoy their company. You know, um, you could tell them to rub your feet, and that's better than having friends anyway. You can ride around on their backs like a pony. Yeah, like I do to Chris. Hey, hey come on now. <laughs> let's, let's not create a... No, no, look, see, we, we, we are in a constant state of... We're not on the same level. We're constantly... We, we take turns. Is that we go back... We actually... There's... In a, in a very real illustration on how this works, we're partially moved into this house, only a little bit. And we have one good chair. We have Pappy's chair. We have we have Papa's chair. That was my grandfather's chair. He, got, he had a stroke in it. He actually he had several strokes in it, <laughs> and that's why it's got those stains on it. Made, we'll make the same joke last night. I'm gonna make it again later. He's <laughs> gonna make that joke once a day until it's. I think he actually. And, and eventually, it'll be extremely funny. He may have been seated in that chair when the stroke that killed him got him. <laughs> <laughs> he, he very well may have been. The point is, is that we have one good chair in the house, and every time we sit down to eat together, we jockey for that chair. We jockey for that chair, it is, but it's it's this weird kind of thing where it's like neither of us are trying to be like. It's not like we're being like, no, I deserve the chair, or, or like, no, you, I. It's like we both stand there and we look at the chair and we wait for the other person to offer to sit in the shitty chair, because the other chair is a folding chair that barely works. Right. And so it's like, which one of us is going to be... It's not like we assert ourselves as the alpha. It's like we wait for the other one to assert themselves as the beta. 
<laughs> Which kind of, you know, there's nothing, like, it's, uh, there's, there's nothing more alpha than allowing somebody else to make you the beta. Giving them <laughs> yes. permission. Yes, exactly. And that's actually how we assert dominance over uh, one another, is by really just allowing the other person to think that they're the dominant, and then we switch. Basically what I'm saying is that I'm a switch. See, this is a trick. This is a mind game, so that the next time we're fighting over the, we're, well, we're explicitly not fighting over the chair, <coughs> you let me have the chair, and I'm not going to fall for it. Well, it's not the coronavirus, he's just jeweling. Uh, In the kitchen that we share. You're like going to hit this animal. too. I don't care, yeah. It's not making that cool crackling noise that makes me feel like I'm smoking a cigarette. The thing that... Anyway, what was the question? Um, you you want to be... Look, surround yourself in other people, but never allow yourself to trust or rely on them. Our yeah. next question... Is, uh, do some ASMR. I feel like we should do this standing question. up more often. I, yeah, there's like, I a, feel there's a, bit more like a different energy. Yeah. This, this podcast has standing desk energy. I like that. I've considered getting a standing desk before. Yeah, and then I remembered I prefer to sit. Yeah. When I'm working, anyway. I I don't feel right unless I'm working like supine on my back. You have your laptop on your chest. Yeah, on my on my big old tummy. That's... And like it's I, like what I'll do is like I'll bring coffee up into my room, and like I'll sit cross-legged on my bed working while I drink my coffee, and it just feels so wrong. Like it gets to a point where I'm just just guzzling down my coffee so that I can get to the point where I can just lay on my back and snuggle up under the covers and do work like that. Sounds nice. It is. I can't work unless I'm like, like, very, very much in work mode. Well, the, the thing about me is that I'm extremely unhealthy, and this is just one uh, tiny piece of that equation. Hmm. You've got like sort of a constellation of different points of dysfunction that lead to one unhealthy. Yeah. I have that too. Yeah. It's just a very different kind. Yeah. No. <laughs> we we look. I, I think we're like, an equal amount of unhealthy. It's yeah. just that. Yours is physical, whereas mine is very mental. <laughs> like, we we find very different ways to come to the same place, and I feel like that's why we get along as roommates. Yeah. We're both wrecks. We're just both, different types. We're both just hot, fires of, hot, hot piles of garbage, and in different ways, but in ways that are similar enough that we can relate and empathize with each other. It's, it's, it's really the backbone of our friendship is our, is our personal dysfunction. Uh, if either really of us is, gets well, we're not, we're not going to get along anymore. It's going to be bad, yeah. Yeah. I like to think if either of us gets well, then we'll elevate the other, but I don't think that's how it's going to shake out. I hope that that's the case. It would be nice if it were. This conversation's going in a direction that's making me sad. Our next question... <laughs> Please tell me that if I get well, you'll still love me. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> No, I want you to be well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, back at you, man. Hopefully we can elevate one another. I was hoping that that would be, like, one of the results of, of living together, is that we would both elevate one another. Honestly, I feel like we do. I feel like that's kind of happening, yeah. Yeah. I definitely feel less stressed out in general. It would be nice if I could do my job without uh, fear of contracting a deadly virus that I'd then give to you. Did you get your Trump money? No, I checked again today. God damn. Still no Trump money. I'm sorry. Tomorrow, I got mine. Tomorrow. Hey, no, you fucking got yours. You didn't even need it. I'm rolling it. <laughs> I need my Trump money. Next question. <laughs> 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 
going to be a theme of a lot of uh, a lot of episodes moving forward i think but it's, 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 it's very it's i feel like it has a lot to do with my actual views on pacifism today which is that like i spent most of my like high school and like pre-high school even like i spent like most of my life up until like honestly 2016 like actively identifying as a pacifist i found a, a, an earring that i lost good continue <laughs> I, I've been a, I've been I've I've been a pacifist basically my whole life. Like I have made an active decision that like no, I'm never gonna get in a fight with anybody. Like it's just not something that I believe I have to do, and so like I don't think I should do it. But then like 2016 happened, and all the Nazis that were just hiding in the woodwork were like, oh, I guess we don't have to hide in the woodwork anymore. And they came out, and I was like very challenged by the whole like, is it okay to punch a Nazi thing? Mm. Because like. I, I lived my whole life being like, yeah, no, it's never okay to use violence. And then being, I was presented with like a very valid reason to do violence. Like, it's a very good reason to do violence. Uh, yeah. I've always identified as a pacifist myself, and I, I, yeah, I did no, not you, grapple with this decision <laughs> whatsoever. I, gra- I mean, that was the thing, is that like, if you ask me whether or not it's okay for somebody to punch a Nazi, like... I, I definitely, like, even back then, like, I would not have gotten mad at anyone for punching a Nazi. But it was the thing, because it was, like, a very big part of my identity. It was, like, an ideological thing for me, is that, like, I didn't believe that violence is ever the right answer for things. And I think the the way that I've adapted that, that ideology now is that, like, I'm, me personally, I'm still probably not going to punch a Nazi. Mm. But... Other people can and should. You should not morally condemn someone for punching you a Nazi. Nazi. And, that's, doing... and that's the thing about being a peacemaker is that I think that it is necessary for the for for there to be people in the world who are willing to punch Nazis. But I also think that it is necessary for there to be people in the world who are unwilling to punch Nazis. You need both. I think that that it is it is good and important for there to be at least some people who categorically refuse to engage in violence just to. Just, just to prove that it's a thing that you can do as a person. That's a good point. Yeah. It's not the same thing as being a vegetarianism. Uh, being a vegetarian. <laughs> it's the same thing as being vegetarian. Is that like if you're a vegetarian, are you actually probably going to make any real dent in like the like the meat industry? Probably not. But it's also like good to be a vegetarian to be out there. So it's like it's 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 less about like actually making a substantive change and more about like and it's more of an ideological thing. It's a personal choice that you're making. And so, you know, in the, in the wasteland... It's the place is going to be crawling with Nazis. It's going to be crawling with Nazis. And you're going to have to either punch them, them or stand or your ground. Or make a choice not to punch them. And look, if you make that choice not to punch them, they're probably going to kill you. But hey, you At sure least showed you get them... To, you get to feel like a better person. <laughs> you sure showed them by not punching those Nazis, is I guess what I'm saying. <laughs> I think... When it comes down to it, that Nazi's gonna come at you with a knife, and you're gonna be like, "No, I refuse." And then they're gonna stab you with that knife, and they'll die. But then, 
they'll know that you are the real winner. I believe that the very uh, the very uh, action of identifying as a Nazi is an act of violence. That yeah. it is a threat of assault inherently because the only uh, defining feature of the quote unquote ideology of Nazism is uh, genocide. It's the only yeah. one. And I think a Nazi might tell you otherwise, but you know, he's a Nazi. You see, that's the thing is that, like, I, I, I say that I probably wouldn't punch a Nazi, but I bet I could be pushed. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't go out of my way. I'm not going to go be... Nazi hunting, but like. But I, I feel like if a Nazi was in my face doing Nazi stuff, it wouldn't take that much for me to be like, ah, pacifism fucking sucks. It depends on the <laughs> Nazi. Him in the face. Because if they're like Edward Norton in American History X, I'm running away. That's true. But if they're it like. That, what kind of Nazis. Right. If they're like those like weird, like inbred, quote unquote, master race types, yeah. I'm going to punch that guy. If it's like a skinny dude in a fedora. Right, yeah. Then, it's, it's, I punch him. He'll yeah. fall apart. He'll clatter to the floor. He'll hit the floor and make a clattering sound. Just turn into bones. a pile of bones, yes. He'll disappear. He will, he will, uh, what's the word you use to describe what happens to the oh, Royal Guards in the Aladdin video game? video game? Just, like, dis- disincorporate. There we go, yeah. Just, just turn into a puff of smoke. Like, I was gonna say the same thing, like an enemy in a video game. Yeah. Just turn into dust. That's what Nazis deserve. And then there's a beeping sound and you get 12 points. <laughs> You get, yeah. Hmm? Our next question? Yeah. (laughs) This is becoming a very political podcast. (laughs) Well, hey man. The times are what they are. I didn't either. I just wanted this to be a fun, goofy, good time. But, hey. (sighs) The new... It's happening. The new, uh... The new tone and theme of Life in the World to Come is not an improvisational, jokey, this is what might happen in... Uh, the uh, the after the apocalypse, it's preparing for the actual end times that are currently facing us, and uh, discussing the issues that may lead to humanity's self destruction. Nazis being one of them, you know, uh, uh, runaway capitalism being another one, and we can we can uh, coronavirus is not it. No, no, because we're facing that very real threat right now, and I don't want to I don't I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Speaking of which, our next question comes from Neon Perrier. Who asks, I am a seamstress making protective face masks and a friend offered to barter bones and teeth with me in exchange for masks. What ratio of bones and teeth to masks would be a fair trade? It depends on the bone. If someone's offering you a femur, that's five masks right off the right off the bat. If someone's offering you a skull, that's like 20 masks. If they're offering you like one of the stirrup bones in your ear, it's nothing. We've, we've, we'll, we've said it before and we'll say it again. Is that there's going to be whole economic systems based around bones and different kinds of bones. And also masks. And masks. So, masks made of bones. Yeah, bones for your masks. Or, sorry, masks for your bones. I mean, there's different rare bones. If you're, like, one of those people who's, like, their rib cages is, like, fused together into a solid mass, mm. you can make a mask out of that. Exactly. That's just a one-for-one trade. They call that fibrodysplasia ossificans progressiva. And you want that. You want it. In the world to come, that will no longer be a a rare and terrifying uh, uh, genetic disease. It will be uh, a benefit because you'll be turning to bone and that's more powerful than flesh. Yeah, they do that on purpose to the space marines in Warhammer 40k. That's really creepy. Yeah. Also, I feel bad for saying that because one time somebody with fibrodysplasia ossificans progressiva asked me why I named a song that. And I couldn't give them, like, a nice answer. I had to be like, yeah, it's a metaphor. And then they never spoke to me again. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I felt bad because that person, like, I don't know if they're still with us. <laughs> oh, God. Um, Holy shit. <laughs> whoever you are, you're a hero. And it's incredible what you face and were faced 
if if you're still out there, I want you to know that you have my my deepest respect and admiration for what you uh, have battled, and um, I can't also, imagine what you go through. And also, your disease is a superpower, and um, really, strap a you're, at your back. you're at the you're at an advantage here. Really, <laughs> if you think about it, you're in a position of privilege. <laughs> you should you should explore that before you attack Will. Our next question. Do we answer this at all? <laughs> we... um, bones for masks, masks for bones. Um, that's the thing. How many how many teeth is it going to make for you to take for you to make a mask out of teeth? Well, you could that look at is it this the way. amount of teeth that you should accept for a mask. It's also like it's also worth uh, uh, considering like what are you protecting with that mask? What how many bones is it truly worth in the most pure sense? How many bones are you saving with that mask? For the most part, most masks, they're not going to protect your bones as much as they are your immune system. In that case, you, it's hard to gauge. No, you're going to want to exchange... In that case, you're going to want to exchange the mask for, like, lungs, for, like, intestines. Right. Because uh, you're going to need trachea. extra... Right. If you can get an extra trachea and, and, like, staple it to your neck, definitely do that. That'll do something. It'll probably. Yeah. Most likely, Look, it'll I'm do something. I'm not a doctor, but as far as I know... I'm pretty sure that will be good. I think. If you could just sew your a new trachea onto your trachea and turn your trachea into sort of like a crazy straw trachea, I think that's probably a good move, if for no other reason, just because it's more fun. If you consume the flesh of your enemies, you gain their power. That's very true. So That's scientifically proven. You know, if you know, if 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 A equals B, then B equals A, you know what I mean? Right. And if A plus B equals C, then C is correct. Yeah. And that's how you do math. And that's what it's all about. <laughs> it's, 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 about it's about crunching the numbers. <laughs> if, you, if you sit down and you really sit down with those numbers and you really look at them and you crunch them, you got to crunch up those numbers, put them between your teeth and mash them up, crunch them up, munch, munch. You're going to find you got to staple a trachea to your neck. And in the world to come, you're going to be able to crunch mathematical concepts with your teeth. Right, because they will take on a physical form. It's going to be weird. There's going to be numbers <laughs> floating around and shit. It's not going to be good. It's like, you ever see that gif where it's like a woman looking around and there's like numbers floating past her head? She's That's going to be a real thing, and she's terrified. She's in danger. She's being attacked by those numbers. By <laughs> equations. <laughs> by sentient equations. And there's also just like, you know, if, 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 if you, you also... By protecting your immune system, may also be protecting your bones because of, of course, the Cabona virus. The Cabona virus. That. We... <laughs> Sorry. It does what the coronavirus does, but just to your bones. What does that mean? Our next question. <laughs> <laughs> your your you may catch a disease that causes your bones to elongate uncontrollably, which could potentially be a benefit, but could also just hurt a lot. It depends on whether or not your skin elongates along with the bones. Right, and in order to uh, to to get to get that to to work, you you have to get uh, the the uh, co 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 coronavirus. Uh, I'm trying to come up with a pun on <laughs> coronavirus with skin, but there's no syllable that works. Skinronavirus. Cove skin nine. I was considering doing that, but cove <laughs> skin nineteen doesn't sound. Cove skin nineteen. I don't. I don't like that. That doesn't. That doesn't. You're, you're no. gonna get. That's the name of this episode of the podcast. Cove skin. Cove skin nineteen. Um. Flesh. Nineteen. Skin. Skin dog. Boy. Look, the point is, is your bones are gonna grow, and your skin is either gonna grow or not grow with it. And if it doesn't, it's gonna be like the Incredible Hulk. Like, you know, like his pants, but, like, with your skin. 
And you're gonna have There's a giant skeleton ones. wearing your flesh as like shorts. Yeah, all that's gonna be you're gonna have just you're gonna be like a big skeleton man with just enough skin to cover your genitals. And that's actually how mega zombies are created. Yes, and that's why you need to watch out, especially the mega zombies, because they do hold on to their genitals and nothing else. Yeah, that's the thing is that that's the nice thing about skeletons. It's like, well, at least they, this doesn't have a fully functioning uh, penis. Right. Not, 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 no such luck with the mega zombies. No. <laughs> the mega zombies, imagine, hold on to that one extra bone. Imagine, it's, it's, it's enormous skeleton, normal human-sized dick, <laughs> nothing else. <laughs> um, Twelve-story skeleton, and like, it's gonna be such a big skeleton that you're gonna have to look pretty close to even know that it has... That's the only, that's the thing, is there's going to be 12-story tall skeletons and mega-zombies, and there's only going to be one way to know the difference. And it's going to be, it's if gonna you be can that, find their Johnson. If you can find their Johnson, like a Where's Waldo. And just, if you can, that's what you got to go for, that's the weak spot. Because, <laughs> you know, you still can get, like, you know, like, like a good cheap shot. That's where the brain is. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to make a joke about kicking a giant skeleton in the in the in the giblets but like i like that a lot better no that's why you gotta kick a giant skeleton in the giblets is because that's where their their vital essence is located right if you can destroy the zombie's penis they also speak through it <laughs> if you <can laughs> if anything it's basically all of the all of all of the all of the whole nervous system relocates to the penis <laughs> and then basically it's, it's almost as if like the the rest of the skeleton is just a mech being piloted by a by sentient the dong by, the, by a sentient dong and dongs do not think pleasant thoughts dongs are are nasty people and if you see a dong piloting a giant skeleton mech that dong has plans and you better run because it is hell-bent on world domination and maybe also peeing and doing sex. Look, it's got three things on its mind. <laughs> and really, it's all the same thing if you boil it all down. You, you ever, you ever uh, hear people talk about, like, you know, thinking with your other head? That's, that's what these people are going to be doing. They're going to be, like, really horny, giant skeletons. And that's no good. No. That's... So you don't know, want that. Does that answer your question, Neon Perry? <laughs> what was the question again? Uh, so, in, in terms of your masks and how many bones they're worth... Uh, go out to the wastes and, and, and hunt a mega zombie. And then you'll be able to purchase all the masks you need. Or because the bones are case. huge! They're yes. worth so much! That's the thing, you're never going to need to make another mask ever again. You're going to have all the bones you need. You'll be able to buy masks. Don't so make to... masks. Kill a mega zombie. If you can kill a mega zombie, and if you can... you just got to get good at, at shooting flaming arrows at testicles six stories up. You know, honestly, it is extremely similar to like killing dragons in Skyrim. When you kill dragons, they drop dragon bones, and those are worth a fucking shit ton of money. Well, there you go. You kill it's them exactly the same. Like, if you've played Skyrim, you already know how this works. A lot of survival tactics in the world to come can be found in Bethesda games. Yeah, I mean, for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Bethesda, the offer still stands. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a job. Make us radio DJs. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be so much fun. Wouldn't it? If you could be Three Dog. I would love to be three dog, or I guess four. Or that nervous guy guys. from Fallout Four. Or look, hey, our own characters, our yeah. own special characters that we get to make up because we're so famous, and so we've got the clout. We we want to bring an audience to you, Bethesda. We've got look, look, we hey, we look, we we've seen what you've been doing, and it's been pretty impressive so far. But I think what you really need is the light in the world to come bump. 
That's you know? what you need. In order to really make this little company of yours take off. And a little extra fun, edgy humor added yeah, to little, the Fallout 4 repertoire. A little bit of edgy South Park humor. Exactly. You need, <laughs> you need that that kind of uh, that irreverent tone. <laughs> that. A little a little fourth wall breaking, you know, a little some talk about genitals on giant skeletons. Look, mm-hmm. you can have that idea for free. Alright? Mega zombies, giant skeletons, little dicks. Hey, you know, you honestly, can have it. Honestly, for I kind of love the idea of us as like Fallout radio DJs, and like the bit for it is that like we've just been in a bunker the whole time, and we're making assumptions about the world outside, and it's just this podcast. I like that. It is literally exactly this podcast. Somebody make that mod. I think someone said they were going to, and then they didn't. If you can, uh, you're my new friend. Yeah, and I love you very much. And you can't see right now, but I'm down on one knee, and I've got a ring. I'm presenting oh, it to shit. you. That looks like an extremely expensive ring. It is. I am ruined. <laughs> that, that's a that's a hell of a rock you got there. This will hopefully accrue value over time. Uh, it is it is an asset, and I'm willing to give it to you if you get married to me and let me you know I'll, I'll, like have that money back. Eventually. Yeah. We're we're not gonna have kids though. I don't need to pass on these genes. Also, I'm not coming on to you. You know, I don't want you thinking like I'm trying to make babies. I'm not. Maybe adoption? I don't know. I feel like that's like a, an ethical, an ethically superior choice than to make a new person and force them to exist against their will and then bring them into an already overpopulated world. You know. So, you know, you know like, um... Nocturnal Day asks, <laughs> Reese's can be, Resources can be scarce after the event. How can I effectively utilize the corpses of people I've killed uh, and the less fresh ones I find while out and about? Look, we've already. This is the. All of these questions are connected with each other. We've already established you're going to want to harvest the bones first and foremost. Immediately yeah. afterwards, consume their lungs so that you can breathe better and that you have more lungs. And staple a trachea to your neck. You see, this, it's it's a thing. It's like getting an extra life in a video game. Yeah, you just want to. You're going to want to have extra lungs on on backup in case something happens to one of your existing lungs. Which is quite likely because a lot of people are going to be shooting bows and arrows and like guns and like or getting coronavirus. Uh, yeah, lung seeking missiles, and yeah, coronavirus. coronavirus. Yeah, you because it's not going to go away. I wish I had another pair of lungs in, <laughs> like in storage. <laughs> just an extra one. I'm very afraid of getting coronavirus. Yeah, I know. I'm also still vaping. Yeah, it didn't stop me yet. You're very afraid. You are. I think definitely more afraid of coronavirus than I am, but it did not stop you from going to Quick Check yesterday to get more vape stuff. Listen, uh, Daddy needs Daddy his juice. Daddy needs his juice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's 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 just a matter of like, uh, you know, what do they have that you need? And if what you need is more lungs, they have it. Cut them open, steal them lungs, and just keep them in a backpack. In case you need them for later. They might get a little bit dried out, but you know what? That happens. That's okay. I mean, that just makes them crispier, you know? Yeah. Preserve them. Have them for a light snack. Right. If you can, like, if you can run them under some water and then dip them in salt to, like, kind of jerky these lungs. Ooh. That's going to be good. Because not only will you have an extra pair of lungs that gets preserved, but you'll also get a nice snack as you breathe. You'll get a delicious inhale. You know? It'll feel real good. A salty lung. Salty lung sounds like a disease that sailors get. I was going to say, yeah. It sounds like, like from inhaling too much seawater uh, sea and, and briny air, you get salt calcifi- calcifications and crystals in your lungs. Um, it does happen. 
That's why I'm not getting a boat if I ever get rich. Because I'm afraid of getting salt long. But you don't go outside when you're in the boat. You stay in the boat. And you mm. get to live basically in a mansion, but while knowing that you're on the sea. That is so bad. That sounds so terrible. <laughs> and living in a mansion only much, much worse because you could sink and die. Right, but it's also... it's Look, it's not about the experience. It's about the power associated with mm. the experience. It's about asserting dominance over oh, all who oh. see you. Exactly, yes. I'm pretty sure that is the reason why people get boats, yes. Yeah, that's why L. Ron Hubbard did. That's that why... and to uh, run from the government. Oh, go into international waters. Yeah, no, exactly. Those laws don't apply there. You can exactly. do whatever you want. You can you can have a bunch of little girls run around mm, and <laughs> be, your, okay. be your fucking weird, like, secret police. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, that. That's what you No, mean. no, that's what they did. Like, look, I thought you were on some Jeffrey Epstein shit. No, that's the crazy thing with L. Ron Hubbard is as far as anyone knows, he was... He did not do anything with those little girls. He just used... I mean, well, look, there's, I guess, a different kind of abuse. Oh, that, certainly and abuse, he, like, but... And that he, like, made them, like, way more powerful. And, like, these little girls would basically, like, kill people, essentially, by, like, you know, they would just, like, any adult that didn't that they didn't like, they could just tell Daddy Elrond that they were... that they, they, they had to be thrown overboard, and they would Honestly, be thrown overboard. I feel like little girls should have that much power in our, in our society. Yeah. Because that's... that's... You know, we run this shit, right, ladies? L. Ron Hubbard, feminist icon. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's gotta fuck you up. Yeah, right? That's gotta really fuck you up. I feel sorry for those women. Alright, next question. Do we have more questions? Listen, for those of you listening out there who used to be uh, slaves on L. Ron Hubbard's ship, <laughs> my heart goes out to you, and I respect and admire your struggle. Hey, Members of his civilization. Bitter Darjeering asks, Will we still have digital communication in the world to come? How will our use of technology change after the event? Uh, no. No. And it won't change. <laughs> It'll be the same. It's We're really not weird. We won't have to... Yeah. Because we'll use magic instead. Well, those things that you can use email, it just won't work. <laughs> like, you're right. still going to have your computers... The electricity will still be inside of them. There's just no internet. Right. And electricity actually gets stored inside computers. I don't know if you knew that. But the electricity... <laughs> that you, like, you think you plug a, a computer into the wall to charge the computer. That charges the wall. <laughs> it's different. <laughs> so the computer... The, the electricity lives inside the computer. That's the electricity's house. And so you can send all the emails you want. But no, the, it, would, it won't be able to connect to the internet. It could theoretically maybe connect to radio waves... But in order to work that out, you'd right. have to figure out how to send that kind of data over radio. I don't know. Which yeah. is why in our house, we just keep everything plugged in all the time with all the lights on. And it's to keep our electric bill down. Right, exactly. That's that's why we do kind of do that. <laughs> but, and we try not to. That's true. We actually, unplug no, sure, we, we, you, like, we, I, I don't. I feel like even that's a little bit overkill. But we do unplug all of our lamps. Look, I can't <laughs> unplug my desk situation, so we have to unplug other things. <laughs> And I might need a space heater this winter, so yeah, let's keep doing that. Yeah. The lights aren't on right now, that's good. That's good. We don't need it, though. There's a big window in here. Guys, my room gets really cold at night sometimes. Just my room. None of the other rooms. No, the rest of the house is very comfortable. Yeah, just my room, when it goes below 40 degrees, becomes a refrigerator. And that's just something that I'm going to have to deal with for at least the next year. <laughs> well, we're at 59 minutes. <laughs> As of right now... I mean, I don't know how, what the year what the year ahead of us uh, has in store for us, but I kind of feel like this is the kind of place where I, I might want to re up the. Uh, Honestly, yeah. At the end of it. I mean, if all this works out, 
I could be here a little, a little while longer. I could live here ten years, as far as I can tell right now. Did the fucking I'm lo- we're literally I'm looking at the Delaware River right now in the backyard. We have a we have the Delaware River in our backyard. We can throw rocks at Pennsylvania to scare it off, and we can we have and we we have and we did. And, and it's still there. Backing off though. It's still there. It hasn't it hasn't run away yet. No, but it will. It will eventually. We will defeat Pennsylvania. <laughs> For those of you listening in Pennsylvania right now. You might want to move, because Pennsylvania is out of here. <laughs> that's one of the first things that's going to happen when the apocalypse happens, is, event- is Pennsylvania is going to run away. And it's going to go on a destruction path across the United States, because that's what would happen. An entire state roving around the nation, it's going to destroy everything in its path. Millions upon millions will die. Look, we said that we were going to do the event at some point. That it was going to... Well, I don't know. Actually, wait, no, never mind. That's the, that's the thing. On Patreon... Our uh, our final Patreon goal is that we we will do an apocalypse. Okay. And that's is that written on there? Yeah, it is. That's a threat. I'd be I'd be uh, a little bit, you know, careful about. But look, it's a. I think it's like I forget what I said it to, but I think it's a, if we make like ten million dollars a month on Patreon, we're then we're gonna do an apocalypse. Do an apocalypse. Imagine if you could make that much on Patreon. And look, one we're day coming we will. for you, Jordan Peterson. <laughs> Be afraid. That guy makes like sixty grand a month on Patreon. Fuck Jordan Peterson guy. is allowed on Patreon. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Right. You think, <laughs> that he think that he wouldn't be allowed to do that? Onision got kicked off. Well, Onision is a different kind of abuser. He wasn't a, an abuser of culture and society. He was an abuser of like individual Visuals. people. Yeah. Of of. Yeah. And his his <laughs> his uh, his effect on others is more directly measurable. Whereas Jordan Peterson, he's, he's vague and he can shirk responsibility. You know, he can just yeah. he can just say, "No, no, that's not what my book says." If you read the first <laughs> chapter of my look, look, if you read the first chapter of my book, you would know that nowhere in that book does it say that lobsters are going to overthrow the world. <laughs> nowhere in there. It just says clean your room for four hundred pages. <laughs> I'm an innocent man. I am definitely not a subversive who <laughs> tries to turn depressed people into Nazis. <laughs> It's just a fucking The Shining. It's just clean your <laughs> Wendy, you understand. Every time you come in here, you break my concentration. How am I supposed to work like this? I'm just gonna bash your brains in. Bash them right the fuck in. I have a serious pill problem. <laughs> I love that the fucking clean your room guy is addicted to narcotics. It's so good. It's perfect. It's so so yummy. I was saying this to you uh, the other day. I don't know if I was saying it to you in a conversation or on the last podcast. I hope it was in conversation. The okay. last podcast was basically, it was so for the boys that it was essentially just a conversation. Yes. But the, the fucking, I, I really do, I really do hope that Jordan Peterson is going to, is going to get off of the, uh, the benzos and he's going to wake up. He's going to go, I said what? <laughs> oh my God. I'm so sorry. I really didn't mean that. Oh, wow. I got to do something about this. And then he's going to like like turn into a good person and try and undo all the damage he's done. He's not going to it's not going to happen. He won't do it though. No, because because he he said all those things so that he could continue to be on the benzos. Right. No. I'm sure that like he start the benzos started to come down and he's like I need to start saying oh, some things shit, so I can yeah. sell a book. That's interesting. I wonder if Jordan Peterson's entire phony ideology and like and and career the reason he's got he's he's so out there and so bizarre and so ready to cater to like you know uh, white supremacists and you know misogynists and all that shit is it's not because he believes that at all it's because he needs his fix and he'll do anything for it. I Some people suck dick in an alleyway. I mean, he, he, and look, 
uh, more lucrative than sucking a dick in the, in the alleyway, but just as easy is manipulating the alt-right. Maybe easier. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you're susceptible <laughs> to that kind of... Actually, no. You, I want to I make sure to say this. You are not immune to propaganda. Nobody is. Because Nobody it's is. Out, it, no. will, it will fuck you up. I watched a couple of Clean Your Bedroom videos, and then I started having <laughs> some funny ideas. It was really funny, because like, we, we were watching this video of Jordan Peterson um, doing his whole, like, clean your room thing. Um, but, like, redubbed over Kermit the Frog. It was very funny. But, like, it was it was also very funny watching Will watch this video being like, you know, it's kind of making sense. <laughs> he's mostly just telling you to clean your room. And then at the end, he's like, he, he, he says this thing about, like, I don't remember what it was, but it was you like... You start, you clean your room, and you and you and you you do something for yourself, and you hoist yourself up instead of acting like some yeah. two bit do gooder. And that's what it was. And then immediately was like, oh okay, yep, that's yeah. just, <laughs> just kind of like, like just, just, just sneak it in there. Just sneak it in there. Just yeah, clean the, your room. Clean your room. It's good advice. Clean your room so you're not some fucking liberal scumbag. <laughs> you <Fucking> idiot. <laughs> Because it's really funny. Because, like, when I first heard that clean your room bit, I was like, why do people hate this guy? He's just <laughs> trying to encourage people to, kick, you know, pick themselves up when they're down. And, you know, lobsters do that when they're higher on serotonin. So <laughs> there must be some truth to this. I feel like this is, like, a really good point, Jordan. Like, I don't know why people hate you. And then he's like, also, that's how you know women are all whores. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, he, like, he I, I didn't realize that, like... <laughs> <laughs> At first, I heard him start to, to talk about just cleaning your room and, like, picking yourself up. And I'm like, this is really good stuff. And, like, I kind of needed to hear that. And then he explains that, actually, he's doing, he's saying all this to tell liberals to take care of their own shit instead of, in, uh, before trying to enact change. It's a weird way of silencing leftists. Yeah. No, it's very roundabout. And the way he says it, you think he's under the impression that only liberals have messy rooms. Yeah. Which is a weird. I mean, well, because it because it comes it it basically just comes down to like him. It's it's it, it's 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 kind of just classic narcissist shit, right? Mm. Where it's just like whatever I don't what you know, whatever I believe is the right way to think about the world, and anyone who doesn't agree with my personal point of view is probably homeless. I would assume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's my favorite Muppet. Yeah, <laughs> it's just just negative universe Kermit the Frog. I love it, and I, I. But at the same time, I feel like Miss Piggy could do a lot better. I don't know. I like uh, like Alex Jones is my favorite one of those. I haven't watched any Alex Jones because he's just he's just so on cocaine all the time. Well, yeah, it's just like Alex it's Jones. So good. Alex Jones is more negative universe Slavoj Zizek. Yeah, exactly. like incredibly out on cocaine, <laughs> and, but like. You know, also well, also the conspiracy theory shit. Like Jordan Peterson doesn't do the conspiracy theory shit as much. I think that his stuff is more just about like you know uh, right wing religious fundamentalism disguised as cool hip dad. And um, whereas whereas Alex Jones is like telling people that his magic silver toothpaste is going to cure the coronavirus. Right. (laughs) It's just so out there is to be. I mean, like, and people are probably dying because of that. People are probably buying his coronavirus toothpaste and then going out and licking doorknobs, like. But it's so funny. <laughs> it's like the idea of, of silver toothpaste that cures coronavirus. I'm a silver gorilla. <laughs> he is. He's, He's so stocky. <laughs> he looks fucking like, I bet, I bet it'd be fucking hard to knock down Alex Jones. I feel like you have to run oh, out yeah. pretty fast. He's got a low center of gravity. gravity. <laughs> exactly. He's like a brick wall. <laughs> 
it, it, you, you'd have to like yeah I feel like Alex Jones you could shoot a cannonball at him and he'd just like bounce <laughs> off his chest I feel like if you slapped his tummy it would make a basketball noise <laughs> I feel like it would make a timpani sound dun 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 a shockwave. I feel like Alex Jones can jump off a building and when he lands, a shockwave that like just cracks the concrete yeah. forms around him. And he bounces 20 feet in the air. Like that, like that Hulk movie. Yeah. 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 Alex Jones is the Incredible Hulk. But just instead of anger, it's coke. And anger. <laughs> and anger. Cocaine and, and anger. It's a good thing Bruce Banner was not also a cokehead. Yeah. Wow, I just came up with my storyline for my Incredible <laughs> Hulk comic that I'm going to be doing for uh, Marvel uh, next year. Um, is Bruce Banner uh, uh, gets hooked on cocaine, and because of it, he can't come down off being the Hulk because cocaine turns all your bad feelings into good feelings. It's true. Yeah. Now, does he become Green Hulk, or does he become, like, Gray Joe Chill Hulk? You don't know what this is. I don't know what that is at all. It's a joke for nobody. It's not even a joke. It was just a nerdy thing that I said. Anyway, everyone, thanks for listening to Life (laughs) in the World to Come. There was a while where sometimes uh, at night, uh, instead of turning into a green Hulk, Bruce Banner would turn into uh, a gray Hulk, where he he keeps his intelligence, but he's like a cool New York bouncer guy. And he's like, That's fucking Nick stupid Joe shit. Chill. I fucking hate that so <laughs> much. Oh my god. Oh wait, no, Joe Chill was like, was that the guy who killed Batman? What was the Batman's parents? What was the name of? Anyway, thanks for listening to Life in the World to Come. Um, sometimes comics are bad, and it's fine. If you're not with us on Patreon yet, I highly recommend you go to Patreon.com/slash/Life in the World to Come. And, um... Will, did you leave the door open? Jordan Peterson got in again. Oh, shit. Get Hold the broom! Second. Hold on a get second. Get the broom! Dude, Jordan, you can't... Dr. Peterson? Come on, get! Hey, hey, no, get. I'm, I'm just... I just want no, to... get out of here! I just want to talk to you for a second. Get out of here! I just want to tell you about lobsters. My Lob- room is clean, Jordan! Are you is it no room? Is it no... Jordan? Room? Jordan? Jordan? What? Get out. Now, I just want to tell you... That before you go on the air and start telling people how to live their lives and start telling people, you know, your your idea of what good advice is, you need to take a look at your own life and, and, and clean it up. You need to clean it up because you you need to focus on yourself first. How are you going to expect yourself to be able to enact change on a large level if you yourself can't make change in your own personal life? Right? You know what? Right? Am, Am I wrong? I never, Am I wrong? I never Am thought I wrong? about it like that, look, Jordan. Look, look. Look, yeah, no, you didn't. And you're that's right. exactly the reason why you're doing what you're doing. You're right, Jordan. Yeah, I Women know. Women are right. bad. Yeah, that, wait, what? No, okay. <laughs> what? That, that's the Thanks point, Thanks for listening to life in the world to come. You're not supposed to say the point, Bert, loud. <laughs> All right, I'm leaving, and when I come back, I, you, you better, you, you better, uh, uh, listen, all I'm saying is, 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 is you can't be proud of your whiteness. You know, you, you, you didn't earn that. <laughs> you didn't earn that. You look at European culture, it's not yours. It's not yours. You can't claim that. You don't have, you, you shouldn't be proud of that. You should see as a standard to live up to. <laughs> all right, everyone. Thank you for listening. I'm Dr. Jordan Peterson. Um, all right, dude. Can you, can you, can you, like, scat? All right, all right. Just, just, you know, um, uh. I'm really, I'm, I'm so fucked up right now. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we gotta get locks on our doors. Yeah, that the front door has no lock. And Jordan Peterson, Ben Shapiro came in yesterday <laughs> too. You should have heard him. He was, he was losing shit. 
And he's just skittering around on the floor. It was amazing. I tried That's the to thing. Like, I, you know, I turned on a light and you see him scurry across the room <laughs> and there's like a hole in the wall. Yeah, <laughs> no, and, and I think he's still in the bathtub. <laughs> I, I think that, like, and, and, like, he can't climb out because he's a fucking spider. Because he's, he's a spider. He's also very small. Yeah, and he's he tries to climb up the side. I just, I, I keep thinking that if I run the water, he'll circle the drain, <laughs> but he, he won't. And he keeps, he keeps, like, trying to argue his way out of the bathtub. And, like, you can't. You're not actually winning this. You're just talking louder and faster. And he's, he, it's, it's, it's weird. I'm not going to circle the drain. I'm not going to circle the drain. No, because, because, because listen, no, listen, if, 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 you, you can push me down the drain. All right? So say you push me down the drain. You push me down the drain. Say you push me down the drain. Hold on. Stay with me here. All right? Hold on for a second. You push me down the drain. Say you push me down the drain. Then what? What happens then? I circle the drain for a little bit? No. Of course not. I circle the drain for a little bit. I, I, I'm not going to sink. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I know what you're saying right now. It doesn't make any sense. Think about it for more than half a second, and you'll realize that when I circle the drain, it doesn't mean I'm going to go down the drain. That's... <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, anyway, support us on Patreon, I guess. Yeah. If because... you want to hear, we'll do more impressions of alt-right grifters. Uh, <laughs> give us five dollars a month on Patreon. And, Our uh, goal is to someday supersede Jordan Peterson as the highest paid Patreon. One day, I think he actually is the highest paid. Why? Why is he still on him? Why is Jack Conte letting him? Because he makes so much money for that. That's probably true. He pu- he pulls in like sixty grand a month for himself. Patreon takes like what, like eight percent, like of like. It's um, <sighs> a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. That's that's like an extra five grand a month for Patreon. Like they can't, they can't not have. Jordan Peterson on there. It kind of really sucks a lot. Hey Jack, I, I love how consider it. <laughs> I love how even like the, the like the best bet for like being able to exist outside of a capitalist society is also be ruined by capitalism. <laughs> like even that, yeah. you're not you're there. There is no way to exist outside the system. Well, you know, anyway, Patreon only takes eight percent <laughs> if you also sign up for the merch situation where they produce the merch. Otherwise, it's only three percent. Huh. I'm assuming Jordan Peterson makes merch. He must. I mean, I would. You do. I mean, if, if I were Jordan Peterson, I would. I'd put my face on a T-shirt, and I'd say "Clean your room" on the shirt. And then I, and then I, and then I'd have another T-shirt that has like a little, like it's, it's like a plus sign. It's kind of like a plus sign with like little extra arms on the end. Hey, so uh, uh, sign up for our Patreon. We're on Discord. We have an Instagram account. Uh, if you want to do one of the other things. Uh, our intro and outro music is We Are the Hellhounds by the Taxpayers. Uh, we did it. We did a podcast. I feel good about this one. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I notice I usually, like, I start, like, firing on both cylinders usually, like, 45 minutes in, and that bothers me. But but I just I just gave you a, a just one of those, like, weird, uh, like, steroid shots right into the ass just yeah. in the beginning of this My episode. My ass really hurts. Mm. But like, I did, we can't hear it. I don't know if it got picked up on the mic, but in addition to running down into the kitchen with a microphone, I also injected a needle directly into Will's ass at the beginning of the episode. And not my ass cheek, into the hole. Into the hole. hole. Right up into the hole. It was it was really painful. I have like a tear in my colon now. Is a long, very long uh, but hey, needle. It was a good episode. Yeah, it was. It was I, fine. Yeah, it was fine. I think I think you did better than I did, which is uh, interesting given the situation. It's if I can do a Jordan Peterson voice every episode, that's all we need. We, what we'll do is that every episode we'll just do fifteen minutes of you doing a Jordan Peterson impression as a warm up. 
That's a good idea. And it'll just be for Doug and Whitney. <laughs> 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 Only they get to hear Will's 15-minute long Jordan, Jordan Peterson impression. Oh, that's very exciting. I'm going to do some, some more studying of his, of his voice and try and capture his mannerism. That was a good bloody episode. That was a really good bloody episode. I'm really happy with how that turned out. Are you going to stop it now? Get, get the fucking broom. Yeah. Leave the fucking door open! I'm sorry. <laughs>